0: Welcome beyond the walls with Team World Vision. This is LDR. You know, every once in a while, when you hear about one of those couples, you see them, they get engaged at a marathon, might be at the finish line or somewhere along the race Well, you hear about them, but you don't always get to hear from the lucky couple themselves. Well, today we get to hear some words from one of those couples. I don't want to ruin the story for you, but this longtime Team World Vision power duo, Brandon and Danielle Adair, actually got engaged at the 2012 Chicago Marathon. And that's actually just the beginning. These two have been working hard for almost a decade, saying yes and helping bring fullness of life to children around the world. They're just like you and me, and their yes just keeps going. So much that they have joined the New York City Marathon team this past year with a lofty goal of getting 10 kids sponsored each. And it's actually perfect timing because our New York City team is finishing up their Pomoja miles, crushing the five boroughs in their own neighborhoods this weekend. So NYC team, special shout out to you. Way to keep moving your feet and getting these kids sponsored during such a weird time. We see you and we appreciate you. We hope this episode brings you some encouragement during your run this week. Enjoy the great conversation with the Adairs. Well, Brandon and Danielle, thank you so much for being with us beyond the walls with Team Roll Vision. So You know, word on the street is like, you've got a Chicago background, a 6K background. Now you're crushing it on the New York City Marathon squad. I feel like I've got to get up to speed with your awesomeness. I mean, can you just, you know, get all of our runners and our team, folks that are moving their feet right now, up to date with who the heck this like Adair Double Trouble team, like Power Squad is.
1: So back in 2011, uh, Greg Schlu. Uh, gave a a pitch to the church that we attended at the time, uh, Missio de Chicago, and it was the Chicago Marathon pitch, and in our friend group, I think four or five of us signed up, and uh, Danielle happened to be out of town that weekend, and when she came back, we were like, surprise,
2: we all signed up for the Chicago Marathon. Yeah, I had a moment of, um, like, do I want to, run the Chicago Marathon, too, because I had a bit of FOMO, but mm-hmm. um, I didn't know how to run, so I gracefully bowed out of that one and just was their biggest cheerleader. Um, even getting Missy O'Day to, like, have a our church have a big cheer event with, like, orange boomsticks and t-shirts, so that was my contribution to the 2011 Marathon.
1: Then the following year, I, it was so much fun, I decided to do it again, and... Uh, Danielle and I were were dating at that time.
2: Yeah, we weren't together in we, 2011.
1: Uh, we weren't together in 2011. We we were in 2012, and due to kind of the suggestion and scheming of a friend, uh, he and I sort of concocted together this pretty last minute idea that I was going to propose to Danielle. Uh, well, not quite the middle. It was mile three and a half. Yeah, early. Um, but. And, and so that came as, I think a bit of a surprise because we're both pretty private people. And so Danielle, well, you can tell the story.
2: Yeah. So, and then like serious relationship, like we weren't, it was, it was a thing. Like we knew we were going to be getting married, knew we were probably getting engaged. And so I was playing out all of the, when will he do this? And had st- strongly ruled off the marathon from the list because that's an extremely public event in which he's running for four hours and I was dragging people all over the city to cheer for people and our church canceled church that Sunday so like based on the success at last year's event they're like no one goes to church everyone goes to cheer so it was kind of an ordeal.
0: We call that relocation church didn't get canceled it got relocated.
2: Yeah I had just like outright crossed that off of the list but it got a little bit spoiled about 90 seconds before it happened because our friend started running by and like someone stopped and they said, they like got like a gel or something from a friend and like did a double take and saw me and goes, Oh, Hey, congrats. And then like turned around and ran away. And I was like <gasps> I was <just> like, <laughs> like looking around, I was like, what is happening right now? And like about a minute later, Brandon came running up with, Michael Forsberg and Mike Forsberg and some other people who all knew and stopped very quickly, mumbled four sentences about his love for me, Mm -hmm. gave me this giant target ring. My family appeared out of nowhere that he had apparently told them and they came into town and had been stalking me all morning, hiding. Oh my gosh. Said, I love you, it's not real, and then ran away. (laughs) And then we chased him around the city for the rest of the morning.
1: Uh, just to clarify, it's not real was the prop ring I (laughs) used to propose, not the proposal itself, which was very real. So we took, I guess after, after 2012, we took the next year off to get married. And then in 2014, I suckered her into running with me. And so we did that.
2: It was like, I said, I would never run it. The first year and then the second year, I still didn't want to run it. But I think by then I had seen so many people, and this is Team World Vision's thing, right? Like they get people that have no idea how to run and then they get them to cross finish lines and marathons. And I'd seen so many people do it that never said they would do it and never thought they would be able to that I was like, well, surely I also can do it. And so I was curious enough to try. So we ran together in 2014 for the first time. And then we, uh, Circled back in 2017, we did Chicago again. The plan was New York this year.
1: (laughs) You've also put together three, since we, about three and a half years ago, we moved down to the St. Louis area. And every year that we've been down here, you've put on
2: um, a 6K event as well. They um, did their own walk for water years ago. Mm. where they walked to a local park, they carried empty jugs, filled them up, and brought them back. But they had done that years ago, and the woman who pioneered that had, she's no longer a part of that church, but with the 6k being as easy as it is to put on, and our church's interest in doing events like that, that felt like a no-brainer. So that was a pretty easy pitch, and so we've done that the last three years, and it's been really, really fun with our church.
0: Man, that is incredible. So like, it just like back up, and like put a couple pins in there, I mean, we're talking 2011, back in the day, beginning of the Missio Day years, which for folks that are moving your feet right now, it's kind of an epic church evolution of impact and community and just transformation that's happened at Missio Day. But you guys were there, kind of the beginning of the magic. And then mile three, three and a half of Chicago Marathon, you found breath in your lungs to get, did you get down on one knee with that?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. (laughs) All right. That's good business right there. And Danielle, like you, I don't know if you realize you maybe were the beginning of the spectathlete movement in the history of team Real vision, like uh, athletes are the best of the best and streets across the country. Now bringing the thunder sounds like you were a cornerstone to that movement, not just a spectator, not just a fan, like bringing the fury and the power to the streets of these races. So I can see by the smile on your face, you know exactly what I'm talking about.
2: Well, I mean, I know what it feels like to run a marathon now, but I thought it was tiring just following people around the city and like slapping those plastic sticks together in the air for like six hours.
0: Oh, that's incredible. Well, for every person moving their feet right now who have... Have been a part of someone slapping those six above their ha- above their heads, encouraging them. I know they're thankful for you right now. And anybody that's moving their feet right now that are listening to this, that they're like, I have no idea what you're talking about, you will be thankful for people like Danielle, like you have no idea in the future of your life. Okay, well, fast forward. So we're 2011, now it's all the way to 2020, you know, from Chicago Marathon to 6Ks, from Chica- the city of Chicago to St. Louis. You went from, you know, just Two random people in Chicago at a church to, you know, engaged and married, and now you have a child, it sounds like, a five-year-old, and you're still on mission with Team World Vision. This is incredible. Nine years later, still still engaged, still moving your feet, and you were going to take on New York City Marathon in 2020. Can you just give us a glimpse into why the heck you said yes to that in the beginning before 2020 actually happened the way it has?
2: I mean, we we planned for it in 2017. Like, oh. we were running... In 2017, it was the 40th anniversary of the Chicago Marathon. And so that was just... Our family timing just worked out. We didn't plan to sign up for, like, the, the, history, 40th, yeah. the 40th. And then we want to run, but we, like, wanted to run different cities, too. And we're like, well, New York City is doable. And especially running as a couple like getting into an exclusive event is a little bit harder. And so like we have this relationship with team world vision and so we're like, we can run it with team world vision. Mm-hmm. We're already established and like we're continuing to like be involved in fundraise for them. And so we, we planned to be able to be a part of the team for three years. I stalked the team to be able to get on the team. <laughs> I was very concerned about getting on this team before we knew that the world would fall apart. <laughs> so, so, Hashtag 2020.
0: Let's talk about that for a minute. Like you said, you've been planning this for three years to move your feet through the five boroughs. I mean, unbelievable experience in New York City. And, you know, it is October 20th. You should be, you know, within moments of actually getting on a plane and flying across the country to be there for this race. And uh, the world is shut down and, and the landscape looks different, but you're still on this call with me Still moving your feet for transformation in kids' lives. Um, what what has this journey been like for you?
1: It's definitely had its ups and downs. I mean, we you know rewind back to say March, and um, you know it it was you know March April. We're starting to think about training for New York and. Not knowing what things are going to be like, but understanding there's at least a decent possibility that new work will be canceled. And for a while, our approach was just, you know, we're going to train as normal because we don't know. Like it would be.
2: We didn't want to get caught by surprise. We didn't want to get caught by,
1: (laughs) oh, well, we're pretty sure this will get canceled. So we won't train. You know, that that didn't seem prudent or, or wise to us. And so we were committed to the training and uh, committed to the fundraising um, in the uncertainty. And honestly, the uncertainty itself was, I feel like one of the most difficult parts for us. I remember the point at which uh, we found out that New York was gonna be canceled. Mm -hmm. And like that, I don't know, as, as sad as that was, there was still a little bit of relief in that, knowing that, okay, we have an answer for what's gonna happen this year. Mm -hmm. um and so leading up to that moment like we we trained and we um you know pursued sponsorships in the midst of that uncertainty and it was just not it was not a lot of fun Mm -hmm. uh, because we didn't know if that was going to be all wasted effort you know we didn't know what was going to happen and then you know new york is canceled and then Team World Vision comes up with Pomoja and not only did we get the certainty of knowing what was going to happen in 2020 but we had a path forward and that at least I, I think I can speak for both of us but for me especially like there was just relief in that like okay we've got we've got direction now even in the midst of all this craziness we know how to proceed.
0: Does that resonate
2: with you, Danielle, and your journey? Yeah, for sure. I think I was more hopeful that something substantial would change the trajectory of the way the virus was developing. And so I was like very adamant that we needed to be running. I also, it just takes me longer to get conditioned than it takes Brandon to get conditioned when we start running for something. But it was hard to balance like how much effort to put into something and how much heart to give it, not knowing when and how it was going to come to fruition. And so like we got some sponsorships in the meantime and we were really dedicated to the running program um, early on. And then when the race was canceled, like literally it was like, we, I think it was like within minutes of us finishing our last training run or like base training run or something like it was like right at that timing. And I was like, okay, well that's convenient before we start packing on the miles, but also like we had like worked out all the kinks by then. So I was like, well, crud, like I don't want to just stop running now because now I feel good running. Um, (laughs) And so we kind of like pivoted. We're like, okay, well, let's kind of shift ourselves into a half marathon-esque kind of training plan and we'll try to leverage it fundraising for something like just because people are aware that we're running and we've kind of got eyeballs on us a little bit. So we'll try to see what we can get out of it and then we'll pick this back up next year. And then it was like a week or two later when the Pomoja plan came into fruition. It's like, perfect. We wanted to run that kind of way anyway, and we can knock it all out this year. And then next year, whatever we get feels like bonus. Like maybe we can do a 6k next year um, and get some more kids sponsored. And it just felt weirdly nice to separate like the miles of full marathon training from the work of the sponsorship ass, because like that was really hard like, and it's just a lot of work. So the mental energy and brain drain from both of them, they, they're they kind of untied from each other, which was which was nice.
0: You, you've you mentioned, both of you, this Pomoja plan that was pitched to you, you know, after things flipped and everything shifted. Um, tell us a little bit more about that for folks that are not running New York City right now. What are you guys as a team taking on in place of the New York City, New York City Marathon?
1: The... New York City Marathon was scheduled to take place on November 1st. And so as part of Team Pomoja, um, we were still committed to um, seeking those sponsorships that, that we had been for the, the New York City Marathon um, with the goal of running for five days straight, um, the number of miles that we would in each borough of New York City
0: so the mileage you're going to take on five five days for five boroughs, yeah. totaling the full marathon. Am I catching that right?
1: Exactly. Um, with the goal of getting hopefully at least two kids sponsored per borough. Thankfully, we we've, we've been able to do that. Um, we've hit ten kids each. So yeah, we're we're excited. You know, in just a few days here to be able to to run um, those those miles and to know that like we've been able to make a difference in the lives of these kids and then looking forward to hopefully next year being able to, to step back in and, and do what we're doing this year virtually, get to do that in person next year.
0: Fingers crossed. We're hopeful as we look ahead. In the midst of this, you leaned in. I mean, just as you guys are explaining that, you know, five boroughs, five days, 10 kids a piece. Seeing that goal through, continuing to move your feet, continuing to make those asks, I have to say like i'm inspired, I am moved, you know, like right now, things are just not as they seem and not as they should be, and there seems to be nothing that's you can get traction on, and you guys have seen this through that's incredible
2: it was um it was hard <laughs> like like i it just When I'm trying to do something, it consumes like just mental space, like all the time until I'm done with it, like until I've finished a project. So it was this all consuming thing, what felt like for a while. But I was actually really, really surprised at how willing a lot of people were to step into it during the pandemic. Sponsorship, Mm -hmm. like we've raised, Brandon's, Brandon ran two marathons before I started, and then we ran two marathons together. We've done three 6Ks. We're pretty good at asking people to donate cash. And they're used to being able to like throw 50 or 100 bucks at us and like make us go away <laughs> like, and move on. Um, but sponsorship is a different ask because it's this donation in perpetuity. Mm-hmm. And I think the idea of the relationship can be intimidating too. Like some people are like, "I don't. what am I going to have to say to someone mm-hmm. on the other side of the world? Um, mm. But we're, I was really impressed and really humbled by people's involvement. Like we had a few friends that we felt like we knew we could count on. Like if when we asked, they're going to do it. We had a few family members that we knew we could count on, but we had a few other people that just really surprised us. So um, what got you guys into
0: sponsorship? Do you guys sponsor kids? Um...
1: Yeah, we, we actually sponsor four kids the oldest of our, our sponsor kids I've actually sponsored since 2011. Mm -hmm. Uh, that was as, as part of my, um, initial Chicago marathon endeavor back in 2011, I took on a a sponsor kid. We did one from the the very first 6k, right?
2: We did. It was our son. We Mm -hmm. signed him up. I think Rusty said that he was like, he would guess Team World Vision's youngest sponsor because he was, he wasn't even one yet. So it said zero (laughs) years old on the. That's right. um, From the first 6k, we like carried him as a newborn, you know, you get to sponsor the kid on your bib and that was really cool. And then we added one when a friend asked, and then we were really curious about chosen. So we did that this year, which was really fun.
0: So I'm curious straight from the heart, from the gut. Here we go. Why do you think sponsorship matters? Why would why should anybody in, invest into a child on the other side of the planet?
1: No, that that that's a fantastic question, and I, I for me personally, it it comes from believing that all people deserve um, to be given the opportunity to flourish, and I having been around world vision for so many years i believe in the work that they're doing and i know that when i sponsor a child or when i invite someone else into that process that um that that relationship um, brings about opportunity mm. um and the opportunity for flourishing and the opportunity for life abundant. Um, And I am just, I have this conviction deep in my bones that like everyone has a right to the opportunity to experience flourishing and abundant life.
2: Yes, 100 million times yes to everything Brandon said. But one of the things for us that makes us proud to be involved in a sponsorship invitational and to invite people into sponsorship is that we are really proud of... World Vision's model for sponsorship and the way they go about their work. I have almost no like hesitation whatsoever about inviting people into it because I trust it so much. Mm. And it's not just, if I could put it this way, white people showing up and trying to like help people do what the white people want them to do. You know, it's just not the way the model works and it's about finding out what they need and helping them achieve their goals. I feel like we have a tremendous amount of wealth and it's just this it's a responsibility i feel like that we have to share it and i appreciate the way that world vision uses and stewards their wealth and is wanted Mm -hmm. and sustainable and lasting
0: year of pomoja um which we know right swahili for together or togetherness what is pomoja meant to you
1: that's a that's a pretty easy answer for me um like it's together like pomoja is just a metaphor for everything that we do team world vision wise uh thinking back all the way back to when we started our first base training run in march or whatever of 2012 oh yeah 2014 you're right um from that point on i think there have only been maybe two or three times that we've ever not run together like literally every step of hundreds of miles we've done this all together over the last six years um you know We've come up with goofy fundraising gimmicks together. We've, um, you know, rolled out sore legs together. We've, you know, all of this, like, like when I think of this idea of Pomoja, like for me, that means how we engage this. I can't imagine, I mean, I, I did it twice you know, in 2011 and 2012, but I can't imagine not doing this 100% together with Danielle.
0: It's a powerful thing that we truly can go farther together. Those miles that we think we can't overcome or those asks we don't think that we can make, the accountability, um, encouragement, support along the way. It really is um, transformational to who we are as humans to have someone with you and in your corner so we've got folks training right now that are finishing races and we've got folks that are at the very beginning of this crazy um got folks in texas that are literally just running um their first few long runs we've got people in la that are just starting their training um any encouragement to them in these hard miles or uncertain miles anything to share with them as they move move forward
1: what uh I know there've been times that you've just struggled with super long runs. Like what's, what's gotten you through this?
2: Uh, I mean, well, you just talked so very sweetly about running together. And so like you were the person that got me through those as annoying as I know I was, I learned how annoying it was in 2014 after the fact, (laughs) but, um, I mean some small simple things I like to to this day celebrate records <laughs> like annually so like especially when the first time that we were running when I learned to run while training a marathon for a marathon every time we hit a new distance I would literally just go record 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 like step. every step for like an absurd amount of time um just a fun like silly thing to distract me from what I'm doing but in all reality like I'd say that like especially for people that are learning how to run just to be really patient with yourself mm-hmm. it's really hard it's really really hard and it's hard on your body but you can do it like when we when we started the couch to five kit you know like the base training I couldn't run for the two minutes slowly I could I could not do it like it was agonizing and then we we ran a marathon in October and it took four hours and forty six minutes and I wasn't winded once, you know. So like you're teaching everybody how to do it over time and just need to be patient and have grace with yourself and do what you need to do to get through it. And try not to I say this as an Enneagram one who is very hard on herself. Try not to beat yourself up too bad about it.
1: I think just knowing that even on your worst run, like you're still adding to your conditioning. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes it's really easy to have a terrible run and at the end of it feel like it was a complete waste. And even even on like a garbage run, know that like what you've done is to add to your conditioning and that it's going to pay dividends at some point, even if it doesn't feel like it now, even if it feels like it's a wasted effort, it's not. And it's, it's productivity that will eventually reap benefits.
0: As we wrap up this time, I mean, you guys have just, you're such a blessing to this team. And I'm sure to those that are listening right now. Um, what are some of your hopes for 2021?
1: <laughs> to be able to run New York City?
2: <laughs> Healthy family. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, honestly, just normalcy. We really love, for the most part, our, our rhythm of life. and. Um, it's been hard to have it disrupted, and um, we would love, I think, nothing more than um, to return to those sort of normal rhythms that, that give us life and give us joy.
0: Friends, as you have really taken these steps forward this, this season and this year, I, I hear you in saying, man, we all want some normalcy back, but I, I really hope that you know that because you leaned in to this really uncertain time, there are gonna be kids and families and communities on the other side of the planet that get normalcy. They get it maybe for the first time. They're gonna have clean water. Chronic stomach aches and headaches will not be troubling them every day of their lives, and their healthcare facilities will have clean water and soap to take care of people like they should. Um, You have brought hope and life, and hopefully soon to be a new normal to these communities and fullness of life, so sit and celebrate that. Um, there is a tomorrow, there are always more goals to come, but um, I hope that every mile, every day of your five boroughs can be a victory lap, a victory borough um, for all the kids and water and fullness of life that you've brought this year. Thank you,
2: thank you. Thank you.
0: that we're all craving some normalcy right now but take heart and know that you have made the most of this time and your steps and invitation are bringing health hope and life to many so as we head into these weeks of perhaps some colder weather for some of us we pray that you stay safe and healthy out there know that our staff is deeply dedicated to praying for each and every one of our teammates as well as those who we are serving around the world don't forget Next week will be episode 30, and you are not going to want to miss it. After our 30th episode, we'll be taking a short break for just a couple weeks while we gather some more beautiful stories, content, and learnings to share with you all. Finally, if you've enjoyed the podcast, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and share. See you next week.